listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from the almost rainy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am no longer slinging Range Rovers. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. I'm from Cascade Locks, Oregon, where there's only one armed robber on the loose in the woods. I'm Andrew Hoffman. You have an armed robber on the loose? Yeah. yeah. Since yesterday... Stole somebody's fishing stuff and then ran into the woods. In Cascade and, Locks? Yeah. And the sheriff's deputies uh, tracked him far enough to recover the recover the stolen merchandise or the stolen items. And apparently it was far enough in where they, they told the, the victims, oh, he's having a bad night in the woods. So that's... That's where the last update I got was last night. So, wow, that's tough, man. That's that's a that's a little yeah, bit nerve wracking. Yeah, if you go for a hike. You might have some uh, desperate criminal out there. Hmm. Never know. Never know. All part of the excitement. So. <laughs> All part of the excitement of that Pacific Northwest life. Yeah, they they arrested. Uh, his girlfriend or accomplice, depending on how you look at it. And she already had a mugshot in the system from the Antifa uh, riots. But of course, she was not in jail. She was uh, booked and released right away. Shocking. (laughs) Catch and release. That's uh, the Portland, you know, just. Bit by bit, you know, someone else is complaining they got their, they had a refrigerator that needed to be repaired and they had it like out on their porch and someone stole it off their porch, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's slowly making its way out from Portland. The, the, you know, crime film, uh, disease is spreading out. You're pretty far out. Like, I'm way closer to Seattle than you are to Portland. Yeah. Like, you're an hour drive. I am 20 minutes unless there's traffic. Then about an hour. <laughs> um, now, we're like 25 minutes from Gresham, which from is Gresham? Portland. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you're you're not an hour out. No. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, then there you go. So, But say yours is way more rural. Like, I'm still, you could argue I live in Seattle because the, you know, the city never stops. It just keeps going all the way up here. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much the next town once you're outside of Portland. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we, uh, we had some stuff creeping up here. I think there was a, uh, what was it? Uh, a robbery in the night. Two people broke into a house about a mile away. Um just uh, pushed open the door, looking looking through people's stuff in the downstairs area. You know, just uh, it's weird too with this whole like, I mean, the American suburb suburbs has gone wild, right? Like 
everybody has a ring camera ring door. so people are literally like cops aren't doing anything but people are posting ring videos <laughs> to next door mm. and facebook and stuff it's like a little yeah. bit of vigilante stuff going on so yeah uh, um just a weird just a weird situation there but anyway i top of the hour i said uh, no no more slinging range rovers we are stepping out in uh following the the uh, prompting of the lord in many ways and uh I have actually quit my job without having another job to go to. So that was uh, interesting. Um, that's kind of where we are right now. So uh, continued prayers for both of our families, I think, are encouraged. I actually felt like I could could tell people were praying for us this last week. I don't know about you, Andrew. Yeah, we we got encourage, uh, some encouraging contacts. And I've got a, a real-life lunch with one of our listeners coming up on Monday. So excited about that. So. That's super cool, man. That's great. That'll that'll be uh, that'll be cool. I have met with uh, met with someone a little while back too, who was uh, prepping, and uh, found us through the Corbett Report. So, uh, that oh guy, nice, yeah, really cool. Anyway, um, yeah, let's. Well, let's. Uh, let, that was a perfect segue because our first clip is from the Corbett Report, and I forgot to mention this in our last couple episodes, so wanted to. To lead off with it, uh, James did a like a, it's only like a 20 minute speech uh, for a 9-11 Truth event. I think it was lawyers for 9-11 Truth was the, the group that put it on, uh, but definitely worth listening to. And he it's 9-11 Truth lessons learned, question mark. And the part that I want you to play is related to uh, the lessons we apparently didn't learn from 9-11 Truth because we're doing the exact same things uh, with the scandemic. So I thought this, this was very good and uh, should be kept in mind. People should definitely go listen to the whole thing. So. Double plus good. Not very good. A new terror has been unleashed upon the world to traumatize the public once again. But this time, the phantom menace is not a bearded Muslim boogeyman. No, it's a virus. At least in the good old homeland security state erected to keep us safe from the terrorists, you could protest, but I'm not a terrorist. It might not have saved you, but at least you could raise the point. But in the new biosecurity state, your cries of innocence will not be permitted. I'm sorry, ma'am, but the test says you're an asymptomatic spreader. We're going to have to quarantine you. It's for your own good. There is resistance, of course, just as there was resistance to the 9-11 lives. But is it a movement? Already it's devolving into egos and dogma and bickering. Ivermectin is our only hope. What are you talking about? The vaccine is the bioweapon. What? You believe viruses exist? Wait. What's that? I swear I could hear Cass Sunstein laughing in the background. Of course the terrorists are laughing. Why wouldn't they be? They've got us scrutinizing the trees again while they're busy encircling the forest. This isn't about COVID-19. This has nothing to do with a virus. 
This is about finishing the job that the terrorists started on 9-11. The job of locking down the planet. Oh, sure. Examine the details. Put the pieces together on the health passports and the digital ID, the mandatory injections and government permission to leave your home, the central bank digital currencies and the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. We do need to know these things. But don't get stuck marveling at the pyrotechnics. Don't get stuck fighting your allies because they won't subscribe to your dogma. Don't get stuck focusing on what happened in 2019 so hard that you miss what's happening in 2021. Or some 20-year-old who's just joining the party today will blink and he'll find himself in 2039 wondering how he spent half his life in the shadow of a scamdemic. The, that whole thing is excellent and worth listening to. And I think it's it's a good idea. You know, we've got few enough people on our side and uh, further separating into, well, it's, you know, here's the right treatment. Here's the, the right explanation for what's going on. You know, here's the right solution is is not a good idea. And I think James makes the point, like, Let's remember who the terrorists are and that, you know, basically, if you are against vaccine mandates, you're on our side. And that's kind of, uh, you know, that would be where the the dividing line is. Um, and we should try to keep the infighting to a minimum and not even necessarily the, the fighting, but, you know, kind of the when you're looking so hard um, at details, it's difficult to figure out or, or to remember what the overall picture is. And it makes it tough. I've experienced this myself. Um, you know, someone, you know, gets sick and it's like, well, you've spent what a hundred, 200, a thousand hours looking into this stuff. What? And then they ask you, well, what should I do? What should I take? You know, you, you kind of want to figure it out. So I, I threw a couple things in the, in the show notes there. Uh, C19protocols.com has several um, different protocols from you know actual doctors, and then that uh, is part of a larger site, myfreedoctor.com, and that's all the um, kind of the Peter McCullough group. So. There's that one. There's niacincurescova.com and and other stuff. Because I, I see these posts on No Agenda Social, you know, in real life, what have you. Uh, you know, lots of people, a lot more people are getting sick now than a year ago. And so. But we have the vaccine. Safe and effective. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, ha- you know, I, I would say if you want to narrow it down to like your, you and your family, you know, okay, what are we going to do if, and when somebody gets sick, figure it out. You know, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the, 
it's not a virus because viruses don't aren't what cause illness thing. But if you're all in on the virus thing, that's fine. I mean, just find find something that works. If yeah. I may interrupt, I, yeah. I understand that's where you are, um, but it, we also have to kind of take it. And I know I know you're not doing this, but I just wanted to say this yeah. out loud uh, because one of the guys who really I think speaks. For the movement in a lot of ways and actually, you know, strangely is a Christian um, and is getting some kind of worldwide recognition as being a voice of the kind of anti-lockdown, anti-vaccine movement is Zuby of Zuby Music at Twitter. Mm. Um, And, you know, I'm a big fan of his. I love I love I love the guy for a lot of reasons. And one of them is, you know, me and uh, my son, my young son can play his music and I don't have to to worry. There's no like hidden messages of uh you know sexual deviancy <laughs> or stuff like yeah. that so and so that's kind of cool turns out the guy can write he wrote the 20 things i learned about humanity from the pandemic he actually just recently pu- published an article about it um but on twitter he's got a lot of followers big following he's touring the, the world kind of experiencing the world the same way i did when i went on vacation in july and that was uh just everywhere he's everywhere you know just doing everything and, and just he's still the in the u.s i think he he's in the u.s Oh, yeah. No, he's been in the U.S. He's been in the U.S. for several months, months now. Yeah. Yeah. He did, he's, And he's doing quite a – I mean, he was, he was on Tucker. He's been on Joe Rogan. He's been on um, all these different podcasts. Tim Pool, uh, even bigger shows than this that I don't even pay attention to. He's been on a lot of shows, and he's doing a lot of stuff. But anyway, my point is he tweeted out something I think it was a couple of days ago, and it was more or less just like, this guy seems nice. And it – he had made some con- Zuby had made some comment about the pandemic or or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that was very kind of uh, you know, uh, just observant and kind of hey, look at this, it's kind of weird. And the guy, you know, number one, you know, comment below him was like, you know, f Zuby, he still believes in catching viruses. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I think that that tweet in perfectly encapsulate what James was just talking about. And then you kind of mentioned, you know, the viruses. Oh, I don't believe it's a virus. And, you know, you've done a lot of reading. You know, there's everybody out there has been doing a lot of different stuff throughout this whole thing. But I know that you have done a ton of reading and are looking into things. And so if you've come to a a place where you kind of hold it, not necessarily an opposing view, but just a different view than others, it certainly doesn't mean we need to demonize Andrew or that you need to demonize other people in order to be able to get together and point out that like, Hey, stuff that's happening is bad. Right. Yep. And that's, and that's kind of like what James was saying, you know, uh, Cass Sunstein must be laughing because we're all turning on each other. Yeah. And the, and this, they did this really well with the nine 11, uh, truth movement right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. There was no planes. Right. There's just missiles. Yep. There's no, the no planers. Oh, you're not a no planer. Are you? Uh, spoiler alert, I, I might be a no planer, so I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it just, you know, it just well, further splinters the movement. And, you know, the devil's learned from this. This is the this is, you know, there are forces at work in this world that, you know, the Satan's been doing this for years. Look at how many denominations of churches there are and how many different sects of churches and just divide and conquer, split everybody up and make their thing that they think is the most important, the most important and then you can, you know, keep them away from actually getting all together, from the taxpaying citizens stopping and realizing that we outnumber the government and that they don't have our best interests at heart. And as a matter of fact, they're running rampant over the Constitution and our rights. They don't want that. 
So it's got to be the maskers versus the anti-maskers, the vaxxers versus the anti-vaxxers, the you know Republican states versus the Democrat states, the governors versus the Supreme Court. Supreme, and there's just all this stuff, and it's just covert warfare. I think from a uh, earthly realm, you know, from the uh, so-called elite and China. And uh, people who want to bring the, the United States down so that China is the global socialist superpower and from a spiritual realm mm-hmm. of just trying to divide and conquer everyone and make sure that we don't actually ever, you know, realize that, you know, while we think that we're free, we're uh, fashioning our own chains here. Yeah, well, and and I agree with all that. Uh, the church is splintering or you know dividing starting new churches actually our our old friend tom bionic had an interesting view on that uh you know he's like i think it's great like there's a million different types of baptist churches and they'll split at the drop of a hat because that's how you get you know you get firewalls in between too many uh between what happened with the catholic church sure that's a good point that's a great point it's like that's a yeah, that's you, a good point. You, you kind of have to keep it at a point where, you know, as Christians, like you read the Bible. Here's you know, pastors can can teach their their beliefs and interpretation, what have you. But it's up to you to figure out what you believe, and to you know, if you need if you feel like your church is far enough away from that that you need to go somewhere else, and you go somewhere else. Um, but then you try to form actual relationships with people in your church, in your community, your neighbors, what have you. So it's it's remembering who, you know, who's on the big, the as big a tent as possible as you can get without compromising and saying, okay, we've got to go along with what uh, the bigger agenda is, right? With, with this medical martial law police state. So you have to figure out where is your red line where you're not going past it. You know, we've talked about masks being that red line. We've talked about the vaccine being that red line, you know, whatever it is, you've got to decide that, make that a a conscious thing. And then work with people that you don't agree with on everything, but you agree with on the big things. And yeah, I think absolutely. that's, you know, that's the point that James is making. And, you know, the, the he talks um, elsewhere in that speech about how, you know, we all know that we're being lied to about 9-11. And we think that, you know, this intelligence agency or that intelligence agency or that this group or that group was behind it. And yet we can't then realize that those same groups that are smart enough and and evil enough to pull off 9-11 are also working on the propaganda response following 9-11. And it's not just the official story, it's the conspiracy theory rabbit trails, it's, um, you know, breadcrumbs to nowhere, it's distractions, it's everything else. And we've, we've talked about that quite a bit. Um, you know, the mainstream media really, you know, Adam Curry's talked about this quite a bit. It it really is dying. Like more and more people are not watching it. Now, in many ways that's a good thing. Um, 
I think we should probably be tilting our podcast to focus more on alternative information, you know, because that's, that's where people are at anyway. Um, and trying to find good information as opposed to, to just picking apart the, the clearly bogus information. But, um, anyway, I, I kind of lost where I was going there, but, um, remember who's on your side. There's a, you know, back in my younger, innocent days, I would read golf books. You know, there was a, a golf book by a golf teacher named Harvey Pennick, old, a now deceased golf teacher in Texas. And the, the, uh, he used to sign, and when he would autograph a book, he would say, to my, to my friend and pupil, Tim Kilkenny. And <laughs> so someone's like, oh, come on, they're not your friend he's like well if they read you know how, how do you say everyone's your friend and pupil he says well if they read if they read my book they're my pupil and if you play golf you're my friend so so this you know if you are against the vaccine mandate you're my friend a hundred percent i yeah. i couldn't couldn't agree more um yeah it, it, you kind of led me into something if you don't mind Sure. I have a new friend. Yeah. Based on what you're just talking about. Uh, any, in, in uh, my new friend, I'm, I, I'm actually now a fan of this guy. Uh, his name is Bradley Beal. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> have you seen this? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. This so, is, it this was great. It, yeah. It's so good. And Bradley, let me double check this right now. Bradley Beal entrance in wikipedia isn't he from los angeles am i wrong on that no he attended preparatory school in st louis missouri college career Beale community university of florida where did he grow up professional career college career do 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 high school career so i guess it must be play college for basketball in florida gators anyway not necessarily my favorite player ever, um, and not necessarily the smartest guy ever, uh, but kind of uh, kind of rough and tumble, you know, pretty straightforward dude. And uh, I became a fan this last week when uh, he held a, a press conference. So, well, um, it's, you know, it's not like the press conference was his idea, but they're harassing all these basketball players on like, why aren't you vaccinated and what makes you hesitant? And exactly. They had some exactly. good answers this week. So I, I've got a feeling answers. these press conferences are, are going away. But yes. We'll yeah, no, they, and let's, let's, let's tell people too. So we have listeners in Sweden, New Zealand, Australia, you know, UK. I'm sure they all know what the NBA is, but let's, let's break it down even a little bit further. Like, in football, you have roughly 30 teams and they have 52 players each. That's a, you know, that adds up to a fairly large number, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the NBA, the starting five total team of like 11 or 12 for roughly 30 people. I mean, it's a much more elite group. And I think you and I can agree almost a much more elite talent to be great at NBA level basketball. I mean, it, these, these, these guys are the closest things to like, lack of a better term, superhumans that we have on the court right now, right? Well, you know, when you throw in the the height plus the athleticism requirements, yeah, it's not. It's it's, it's not an it's easy not, you know club. 
not an easy club to join. And whereas, you know, I may be easy to replace and, and didn't get fired, by the way. Just want to say that I didn't get fired. I quit. But I may be easier to replace as a salesperson. When you get to this level with these basketball players, some of these guys, they not 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 like not only not easy to replace, but like maybe impossible to replace as far as their specific talent. So yeah. it's kind of interesting to uh, see that even though they're being forced into it or being coerced into it. Uh, there are many who have uh, doubts and then how they come out and talk about it. Cause you know, basketball players just shut up and dribble, right? Like, you know, we don't need any, we don't need any of those guys talking. They're all just a bunch of idiots, right? Well, they're, <laughs> they're only allowed to say what they're supposed to say. And Bradley Beal didn't say what he was supposed to say. Right. Give me a second here. I had this thing queued up. Shoot. It's on my phone. Oh, come on. What is happening? The whole... All of Twitter is not working. Why? Come on. Retry. You got your time code down? No, I should get it. Something went wrong. Sign in. Uh, Live on the air, did we... Uh, is this it? Are we finding the end of our... <laughs> our... Uh, account goodness gracious oh my gosh and I'm getting texts like crazy not giving the answers that they want right that is most definitely correct every player every person in this world is going to make their own decision for themselves um I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? If that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from, like, that's funny that oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. It doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID. Right. So everybody is everybody in here vax? I would assume. Right. So you all can still get COVID. Right. Okay, but you can still get COVID. Right. So, and you can still pass it along with the vax, right? So, so I'm going to ask, I'm just asking a question. Oh, sure. And so, like, having COVID back around the Olympics, like, that basically just saying, like, I don't know what words in your mouth, but having it change your opinion one way or another? Like, did it kind of reemphasize that it means the vaccine? No, 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 that didn't, that wasn't the case. I mean, yeah, I had it, but that doesn't mean I can't get it again. You know, I mean, it's no different than somebody with the vaccine. Like I can, yes, I developed antibodies for it. So my chances will be less likely now as well. Right. But still a possibility i may get it just like there are players and coaches and staff who are vax and 
missing camp right now because of it. So. Yeah. He does totally mainstream. Like he, nothing he said there is against the official government line whatsoever, you know, but he's pointing out what's the reason for the mandate. You know, it's who are we protecting here? We're supposed to protect the people who were vaccinated by getting the people who aren't vaccinated vaccinated. Like the, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and, and as we've and, talked about ad nauseum, of course it doesn't make sense. But no, and the, a couple of things to take from that, though. By the way, and one is uh, this is a perfect example of how you talk about this stuff with other people. Because yeah. let's just let's just I mean I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna to to besmirch the poor guy, especially after he made this stand, but. You know, it's very likely he didn't have to really perform in school growing up in college as most other people who possibly are in that room would have had to, right? Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But he had a, a room full of journalists and he came at them almost humbly with questions. <laughs> he didn't yeah. tell them, I'm here to preach to you and tell you everything right. I know. He came at them with, hey, I got some questions. What do you guys think about this? Like, hey, you can get this, right? And then they didn't they didn't know what to do. And he's not like a, you know, it's not like a super crazy argument. And then they come back at him. And like He's like, yeah, but like I can still get it, right? Like, so there's a couple <laughs> things to learn from there. One is just to stay calm. He's completely calm and rational. And the other one is to uh, ask questions. I think those are great ways to kind of get your point across. Yeah. Oh, I I agree with that, and it it's interesting uh, to see kind of the mainstream media attempted spin on that. So it's like, well, and you are you going to play the Jonathan Isaac one too? I was going to, and then so I thought Jonathan Isaac was even better at not just asking questions but remaining completely calm. <laughs> yeah, and and that's th- real real answers. We we've talked about this guy before. He was one of the. Uh, refused to kneel players last year was he really yeah i didn't know that i I like this man too i like he's like the golfer said this guy's my friend this uh well he um you know dan lebitard the super liberal former espn guy Mm -hmm. um he did the poll question like is it funny that jonathan isaac uh tore his ACL after refusing to kneel during the anthem. So that was cool. real, real classy there. Classy, classy yeah. coming, classy coming out again. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with the athletic. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with, um, I've, I've had COVID, um, in the past. And so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. 
uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or without having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision and, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. I don't think they were ready for that. And that's yeah. Zuby, Zuby actually commented something similar, like they weren't ready for the, these guys to come out with like real, concise, well thought out answers. Yeah, or else they wouldn't have wouldn't have, wouldn't have done this. So you know, and this should it should give some people comfort. I have a whole folder in my email inbox over here. Uh, vaccine requirements. I've got one, two, three people who have emailed the vaccine requirements from their workplaces mm-hmm. that they're going to get fired or whatever. Who are listeners yep. of the show? And you know it. It, it didn't come down yet, but it was probably going to be a, a situation at my work um, if I didn't leave. I don't know when. Um, you know, I encourage everybody to stay if they can. But for me, it wasn't the right choice to stay. But it just this just shows you NBA players are experiencing the exact same thing that you guys are. Crazy social pressure. Mm-hmm. Crazy people coming at them and asking questions that, and, 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 and with like a tone of explain yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it. And it and it this the the NBA thing makes me smile in so many ways because it make, makes me smile for so many reasons because it, it it shows that no one's immune to this insane push for authoritarianism, but it also shows how nuts it really is that not only is this a person who's making a single choice about a thing he's already had, this shouldn't even be a conversation, right? Right. And then you throw on top of it the fact that you could put these two gentlemen in like a top 1% of 1% of healthy human beings on the planet. Mm-hmm. And that like, if they get COVID based off of all the things we've learned over the last 18 months, are they even going to notice? <laughs> like, yeah. because it supposedly gets, you know, some problems with comorbidities. And if you're, if you have diabetes and if you have, you know, body fat and if you have, they have none of these things, zero zip, none. Like they, they got, they have personal chefs, who make $100,000, $200,000 a year just to cook them organic homemade food all the time. These guys don't need to utter a word about what their personal choice is because it should be obvious. They're healthy. They don't need to worry because healthy people don't need to worry. But the propaganda machine rests for nobody. And at least this week they stuck a uh, microphone in front of these guys and let them talk. Did you see Bradley Beal's second uh, thing? They, they kind of... Uh, to quote the MoFax show, uh, I think the Boulet phone rang. <laughs> oh, and then he, I saw he was still considering getting the vaccine. Yeah. Something. So the next, the next one from Bradley Beal, he comes out, and now he's fully masked up, right? 
So mm. I can just I can just hear the okay. So what you said yesterday was great, Brad, and we we you know we 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 respect your choice because you know we can't lose you, and you actually do, and you know have some weird negotiating power because you are an amazing player. So we don't know quite how to handle this, but we need you to go back out there while wearing a mask and tell other people you weren't encouraging them not to get it. Mm. So Pfizer called the ownership, ownership called Pfizer, and now you got my boy Bradley out here with a dang mask on. When I stated yesterday, like I, I, I believe what I say. It's my opinion. Uh, the why is is personal. Um, but also along those lines, also said that I'm still considering getting the vaccine. So one thing I want to get clear is that I'm not sitting up here advocating or campaigning that, no, you should not get that vaccine. I'm not doing that. I'm not sitting up here doing that. Not sitting up here doing that. I want to get that straight. I am not sitting up here saying vaccines are bad. I'm not sitting up here saying that this vaccine is bad. I'm not sitting up here saying that you shouldn't get it. It is a personal decision between every individual. That's it. Right. And I have that personal right to keep it to myself and keep it between my family. And I would like everybody to respect that. Now, how I came about that, I honestly can't get the vaccine because I just cleared my 60 days of having COVID. So according to laws and rules that were put into place, I wouldn't be able to get I still wouldn't be vaccinated right now. Regardless, because I just got over COVID. So. It is still a process ongoing in my family and I, and trust and believe we have some of the best team docs and doctors in the world here in DC that constantly educate me and that continue to give me and give me the answers of questions that I constantly have. And so I'm going to continue to ask those questions. And when I feel confident and ready with the results and the answers I get, I'll handle them accordingly. But uh, how I don't, it's not necessarily anything that happens. it's uh, it's really more or less my opinion. I, I can't speak for everybody when they feel like they're being pressured or anything like that. Like the league has rules in place for those who are vaccinated and those for those who aren't vaccinated to keep everybody safe, keep everybody. You know, <laughs> uh, I would just respect those things and go according to those rules and regulations until you know those my decision changes, which is still possible. Like we, I'm not sitting here saying that I won't get it. Let's just get that out there. Sad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, doesn't make me like him any less, but the phone rang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. The, the phone rang. Well, you got to get back out there with a mask. You got to make sure you're not leading some sort of a movement. Because on this, you know, Twit, excuse me, Twitter profile, Hoop District, this is by far, and I mean by multiples of 10 or 20 times, the original Bradley Beal clip that I played, the first one, is by far their most popular. 1.9 million views from this tiny little uh, uh, outfit on Twitter. So, oh yeah, that 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 is getting around, and that is more of a. And it's him being honest. He's got a smile on his face. He's telling them like it is. He's asking questions, and and that and that is way more powerful. But they got to bring him back out in the mask. Well, hey, I'm not trying to get other people not to do it. So this this should be interesting to watch. I think that, you know, uh, Orlando Magic guy, he's fine. He's in Florida, at least for most of his games. Uh, Bradley Beal, he'll be fine in D.C. list most of his games. What's going to be interesting is Kyrie Irving, which we haven't revisited considering he's a flat earther and whatnot. Oh, yeah, he's right but, all along. Yeah. 
He was ahead of the game. Yeah, but let's sorry, you know, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving's got some strange ties, including the Illuminati right. tattoos. So we're not, we're definitely not signing on to everything he's into. No, um, I but I think he might be the new age flat earther type. But absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely a new age flat earther with the <laughs> not a biblical cosmology flat earther. No, no, more yeah, the Hunter S. Thompson ilk uh, with the two with the hand with the two thumbs and the eye in the middle of it. Anyway, he is in but Jersey. Here, before Make- we, I I wanted to tie something to those, the Bradley Beal and the basketball and Jonathan Isaac thing. Okay. Yep. So, if you, we've all seen the charts, right? With like who gets really sick and dies with COVID, it's basically the older you are, the worse it gets. Right. So they. You know, all these billions of dollars spent on COVID, but uh, 23andMe, of all organizations, uh, actually did a survey of a fair number of people. They It was about 100,000 people, okay? And they just asked them, did you have a vaccine reaction? Uh, if so, was it, you know... Would you describe it as mild or severe or extreme? And then they went by age and which vaccine they had had and what have you. So the the chart that is interesting, um, vaccine reaction by age. Just with, if you don't look at it yet, Tim, if you haven't looked yet. Okay. How many... um, how many zero to 25, which should be mainly like 16 to 25 year olds, I would think at this mm-hmm. point, um, how many of them had a reaction to the vaccine as self-reported? How well, many what's your people? guess percentage wise? Oh, percentage wise. Yeah. 10%, 15%. 90%. What? 90% had uh, symptoms after taking the vaccine. And, um, and this is it, people surveyed by 23 yeah, and me? Of, of that same age group, which these basketball players are in, the, you know, 16 to 25, basically. Um, how many would you think felt very or extremely sick after the vaccine? Percentage-wise? Yeah. Half. Uh, Twenty-six percent. So a quarter. So you. I almost guessed a quarter it, too. Thanks. So if you if you look at that chart, it's basically the inverse of the COVID effects chart. Like the seventy-five and up, barely any of them felt extremely sick after getting the vaccine. And wow, you know, I mean, you. You have to ask the question, why are they pushing this on kids, man? It's worse. The younger you are, the worse your reaction to the vaccine is, is what this shows. When they ask actual people, that's the self-reporting on it. Which has to be tied to the fact that, and we've been talking about this since the beginning, the younger you are, the less symptoms you feel from the virus itself, right? So it's it's causing a, it's, you know... all sides, this is not conspiracy theory, it's causing your immune system to react. 
right? And it's reacting by uh, your body either creating or, you know, a synthetic version or whatever of the spike protein and then reacting to that. And there's a way it's supposed to react and there's a way that it does react, but they, you know, it's not supposed to. But 26% very or extremely sick, you're telling me that uh, of the under 25s, 26% of them are going to get very or extremely sick from COVID? No way. No. And then you throw in the myocarditis. Guess who's most at risk for myocarditis? It's young, uh, athletic, in shape males because the um, they talk about the, I believe, the spike protein itself. But anyway, part of the reaction goes into fatty tissue. If you are an NBA player, for example, and you have very little fatty tissue, one of the uh, the only areas of fatty tissue is right around your heart. So this is, you know, potentially why it's young males that have the most heart reactions to this thing. Like the uh, Hispanic gentleman's son that was on the show, we put on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, where they tried to say he was, they tried to list him as some huge BMI, and and you look at a picture of him, and he's, you know, an athletic teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So this, you know, this is, people should not only keep asking questions, but demand some answers before, (laughs) before, because we're, we're not getting logical answers. And, and that kind of ties back to, you know, what James Corbett's talked about, what we've talked about, what uh, Alex Jones has talked about, what lots of people have talked about. It is not supposed to make sense. Like these are not well-meaning people who are just dumb or stupid or making mistakes. No, this is part of an agenda. The biosecurity state is part of the agenda. Whatever excuse they they have or will make up or will, you know, whatever bioweapon they have to release, they'll do it. Because the tracking and tracing and needing government permission to go outside your door, um, that's that's where this is all headed. So it's, you know, you don't look at Afghanistan from like, wow, you know, how could those people be so dumb? They're not dumb. It's, it was on after the Afghanistan debacle was on purpose. This whole reaction to the, uh, to the scamdemic is on purpose. So that's, and <laughs> 23 and me of all organizations talk about, um, and <laughs> I, you know, I, if you read their commentary, of course, they're like, Oh yes, the vaccines are great. Even though our survey says it's doing way more damage than, um, than the supposed virus does. So. Yep. And it's, it comes right back to healthy living and taking supplements. And that's one of the things that's why they're stuck between a rock and a hard place with these NBA players. I mean, you get to that level of performance in 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 fitness. Like I said, these guys are paying cooks to cook good food for them year round. They're not putting just anything in their body. It's like they're shooting something into their bloodstream. They're going to take it serious. 
It's not just yeah. like, hey, I'm gonna. This is their livelihood, and not just their livelihood, but very likely their kids and their grandkids' livelihood. Like they're they're making big money to pass down to change their family tree. And I'm just gonna, oh yeah, I'm just gonna shoot this into my veins after I've got myself to the top of the kind of athletic pyramid where I can make enough money to to make sure all I'm, my family never has to struggle again. Mm-hmm. You don't at that level. You don't, you're not just like, well, I'm just gonna shoot in my veins. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll give it a whirl. You know, you can't. You know, I think uh, LeBron James recently said he spent a million dollars a year on his body. A million dollars. Oh, but he he of course gave in and got the vaccine. That's what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he gave in. It was private. It's private. It's private. And then suddenly, no, it's not private because he can't play. He can't play in Los Angeles, right? Like he can't. He can't be in his own stadium to play <laughs> uh, in Los Angeles unless he says he took it. So, yeah, he might have got the saline version, the politician version. But. Yeah, the old caps on, the disappearing needle version. Yeah, the old Joe Biden on the soundstage version. Yeah, not the uh, Hispanic Cultural Center version. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking okay. of uh, cultural centers, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, so, Seattle? Oh, you know, we we followed the New York situation. There was kind of the epicenter of of COVID. You know, we had some stuff in Washington also, but you know, the whole Cuomo deal all the way through and he gets forced to resign not for killing thousands of people with his his <laughs> policies, uh, but for the sexual harassment stuff and our very cynical take was, well, whoever they've got to put in is going to be even worse. And guess what, Tim? She's <laughs> even worse. So let's play. Uh, Do we talk about this Andrew Hoffman's rules for elections on the on the yeah, show? Tim, I don't think we. I don't think we talked about it on the show. I think we talked about it on the phone. Oh well, you know the the worst person will win. That's Andrew Hoffman's rules for elections. For elections. Uh, good old Paul from Texas told me he had implemented it. When they were trying to pick a vice presidential candidate to his wife, and he said they're going to pick Kamala, and she <laughs> said, worst. "No way, they're going to pick Kamala." She called him. Everyone hates her. Believed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He believes she believes her accusers. She hates him. There's no yeah. way they'll pick him. And Paul said, "Well, the Andrew Hoffman rule for uh, <laughs> for elections is the most evil candidate will be the one that they get into power." Sure enough, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. So let's look at. Uh, Kathy Hockule is this gal's name. Uh, did Kathy Hockule just declare a state religion? A substack from Elgato Malo. Uh, we start here as governor never elected proves once more that those who least earn the big chair are often the ones that feel most entitled to abuse its power once seated. First, we hear this. The vaccines are from God. Then there are people out there not listening to what God wants and you know who they are. And the kicker, which I, just in case people haven't heard the clip, let's go ahead and play the the clip because this last line is really breathtaking. I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must Say thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. 
You're the smart ones, but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can get fight, fight this pandemic, come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to. Fighting systemic racial injustice, which exists today. And if there's a denier, I will take you on any day because I've seen it. I know it exists. And we are not going to have a blind eye to this ever again any longer under my... Okay. I need you to be my apostles. Uh, do you see any possible theological problems with that statement? In oh, who said it, that? It, oh, in the yeah. analogy of uh, I need you to be my apostles, Kathy Hockule, uh is comparing herself very directly to Jesus Christ. So, just you know, I, Cuomo, as bad as he was, to my knowledge, never actually compared himself directly to Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, let's play. Uh, let's. Um, oh, go ahead and play the religious exemptions clip. Please do this. This is why it's been proven to be safe. The vaccine's been out there a long time now. There are not legitimate religious exemptions because the leaders of all the organized religions have said there's no legitimate reason and we're going to win that in court in a matter of days. And so this is so unnecessary. And I just want to appeal to the individuals to know that, you know, your co-workers want you to do this. Don't make the burden heavier on them as well. <laughs> so there's, you know. Organize the these are not legitimate religious exemptions because the leaders of all the organized religions have said there's no legitimate reason. Don't care. We for those of us that are in the kind of Protestant branch of Christianity, which is a, a rather large section, the whole point of Protestantism is that you are free to follow your own conscience and to interpret the Bible according to what you believe it says. It, there, there is no leader of organized Protestant Christianity that we as Christians are supposed to listen to. Okay, That's kind of the whole point of the Reformation. Um, and even Catholics say, you know, we don't have to listen to the Pope unless he's speaking on specific, you know, things from the Bible and in the special chair and all, all that. I'm not a Catholic. I don't, I can't speak to that specifically, but uh, this is such a bogus statement of like, well, we bought off the leaders and they're all pushing the vaccine. So therefore there are no legitimate religious exemptions. It's crazy. 
Absolutely crazy. There's a great uh, Paul Joseph Watson video about the Pope, but uh, way too much editing work would need to be done for us to play it on the podcast. So people can watch that language warning, but watch that for yourself there. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this lady is, uh, she's on another level. So let's keep an eye on it. She's going places. Maybe, maybe presidential candidate. It's like in the, in the most evil category, you got a, she's a early contender. That's for sure. Well, the God wants us to take the vaccine quote really made me start to wonder. Yeah. You are the smart ones. You need to be my apostles and, and convince those dumb anti-vaxxers to get vaccinated. Well, the God wants us to take it one is the scary yeah. one to me. It's like, oh, ooh, that's interesting. Uh, which God? Who, yeah. who are you talking about? <laughs> who are you talking yes. about? Yeah. The God of this world? Because that's what it sounds like you're talking about. So the, the situation in New York, you know, you've got Cuomo resigning because of a scandal and Kathy Hockule taking over. This was very similar a few years ago in Oregon where Kitzhaber um, had to resign because his wife had been getting huge kickbacks on this green energy scam deal. Um, just kind of your garden variety green energy corruption. I mean, uh, the whole thing's a scam. <laughs> that old Obama. Um, but that's how, Kate, that's, how Kate, that's how Kate Brown got in. She never had to win a a primary she just got she was governor and then she ran as the uh democrat unopposed you know in the primary which means obviously uh they found some very pathetic republican to run against her and she's you know won re-election and she's thankfully coming to the end of her term but uh guess what tim they found someone even worse in oregon too you want to, <laughs> you want to hear about the the next governor of Oregon? Oh no, where, where okay. do I go? Yeah, uh, nope. Tina Kotek. Uh -huh. She's she of course is not a native Oregonian. Why would you have someone that grew up here be governor? Uh, she grew up that in Pennsylvania. That is a weird thing. Yeah, but but she got a religious studies degree from uh, the University of Oregon, which. If anyone's familiar with the University of Oregon, not where you go to uh, to learn about, let's say, Orthodox Christianity or Football? any. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and then she also has uh, got some degree from the University of Washington too, and she's been in and um, this the state legislator. But from what I can tell, her only like claim to fame is that she is an open lesbian. And she's in a relationship with a, a lobbyist. Good uh, to but, go. Good to go. So, who's, you know, pushing uh, lesbian agenda stuff anyway. So uh, Oregon recently had a, you know, let's figure out where those congressional lines are. We can't leave them in the same place year after year. Let's uh, let's redraw the, the, the district lines. And so these, you know. These genius Republicans said, okay, well, you need to let us have an equal representation on the panel. 
okay, of, of who decides where the district lines go. So she said, okay, equal representation will be equal Republicans and Democrats, and we'll compromise and come up with the where the congressional lines will go. And then she, so she makes that committee, and then she makes a second committee with two Democrats, one Republican, and they get to actually decide where the lines go and pass it that way. So they're they're trying to go after her for disorderly conduct, for lying about uh, the process for, um, you know, congressional redistricting, the, the gerrymandering of the year. Uh, but anyway, basically Multnomah County, which is where Portland is, which is, you know, other than Eugene, pretty much the only real liberal area in Oregon, um, now is part of six different uh, legislative districts, congressional districts. So Multnomah County will be able to, you know, you just have to rig Multnomah County and you can rig six different elections. So um, anyway, so she has she has proved herself worthy of being the next governor because she's she'll do anything. Perfect. That's what we need. Yeah. More more people that'll just yeah. And so, you know, it's like Kate Brown Kate Brown was just, you know, just claimed to be bisexual, but she was married to a man. I mean, who wants that? Like let's let's go all the way open lesbian Tina Kotek. It, it wasn't even that long ago. Don't you remember Seattle? We had a bike riding gay male mayor, but he was gay. So, yeah, yeah it's like Seattle. <laughs> Gay mayor. Is just yeah, this is awesome. Like, you guys, you guys are just following up. You're too late. We got a couple years into the couple years into this gay mayor, and it's like, hey, this guy was abused when by this mayor. Oh, that's weird. That oh, weird. That, never, that never happens with politicians. Let's ignore that. Okay, that's fine. Let's let's move on. That seems like all politicians have some dirt. Oh, this guy was a child. Well, was uh, a child. Serial like, child molester. Yeah. Serial child molester. Child. Ch- child molester? Mayor of state? No, sure enough. Serial child molester. Where did he do it? Where did, where did he commit the crime? Pop quiz, Andrew. Where did he molest uh, them children? Scouts? I don't know. Uh, well, what state? Oregon? Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. We keep I'm we keep just... it real up here. We want we want the true leaders of thought to oh. be in office. And it, it's like it's so inverted it's like forget uh you know the old argument is well it shouldn't keep you from being treated fairly and i agree with that you know like if you are are the best person for the job you should get it it shouldn't matter um you know it's in in secular things like politics or business or what have you i agree with that but we are so far to the other side where it's like you just have to be from some special interest group and if you're white especially you need to be a woman and have something weird with your sexuality to claim to be a a minority you can't be just like a a, a mom i mean we, we can't have that it's like you know we got to be like europe where none of the European leaders have children. It's just got to be full commitment to uh, to the agenda, to not thinking about the next generation, to not you know not doing normal normal human things. Put it that way. 
So not doing the exact opposite of going forth and multiplying. I I take part in levity. <laughs> Is that Zuckerberg? Oh no, no, that was a that was a Revelations Radio News classic moment <laughs> where you read a Babylon B uh, article that was uh, uh, supposed to be written by Hillary Clinton about oh, uh, having, yeah. having a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I was actually when I didn't put it in the show notes, but there's a Babylon B about um, how to make sure your kids are terrified enough of COVID. It's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) If If you stare in the mirror and say Ron DeSantis three times, he will appear behind you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, let's thank some producers real quick while we have a quick minute. It actually should be very fast this week. We have very few supporters. Uh, This is Revelations Radio News, episode 246, and we wanted to thank John from Berkshire. I don't know how to say any of this. Swallowfield, Berkshire, UK? Is that probably probably how we're going to do it? So John from Swallowfield, Berkshire, UK sent us uh, $10, but it's a recurring donation, so he's going to be donating $10 a month, as well as Emily such-and-such. Such. I, I didn't want to say last names, but I don't have a place where she's from. She also has started a $10 recurring monthly donation. So uh, $20, the grand total for this week. Um, if this thank, was my plan... Thank you, John and Emily. Yeah, thank you, John and Emily. If, if quitting uh, slang and Range Rovers... To just live off of podcast uh, income, what's the plan? Maybe thwarted this week. <laughs> oh, there's always there's always graphic design, Tim. <laughs> Why do you keep saying this? I'm there's always gra- there's always graphic design where you get to compete with someone from India who will design, <laughs> redesign, and redesign a logo all for five dollars. <laughs> Just why I got out of that whole deal in the first place. It was a weird deal, man. I went to school for graphic design. I got myself some of that good old student loan debt after the 08 crisis. Yeah. I was a I was a granite countertop. I did the trades, which I should have probably stuck with. I'd probably be mm. a lot better off by now. And uh, then the, nobody was building houses. No graph. No granite. Got laid off, and then uh, went back to school or to school for the first time ever, and uh, got uh, got got my graphic design degree. Got out and realized. This is a dumb degree. People just rather pay $99 or $5 for a logo from yep. India. Yep. And then uh, some medical bills from uh, my soon-to-be wife mounted, and I realized, hey, I got to do something. I'll make some money. I know what I can do. I like cars. I'll try and sell them. And then I embarked on the journey of being an honest Christian car salesman, which lasted a decent time. Six yep. years of this previous place, two years previous to that. So 2013 to now, this eight years. That's a... A decent run, a decent run, but we have moved on. So you're right. I could always fall back on graphic design, see if I can get somebody to do a, a logo. If you let me, hit me up, if you want to give me 25 cents so I can make a logo <laughs> for your company, you go. I'll pa- pass hey, on that. Don't, don't worry, Tim. Maybe I'll start a sub stack, <laughs> like a, a Revelations Radio News sub stack, and that'll, that'll keep us going. Bro, that will generate more money than my graphic design business. I guarantee you writing, <laughs> you writing is closer to your natural talent than me doing graphic design. My natural talent is uh, sales and talking to the people. I like the talking, like the uh, the one on ones, the the, the yeah. back and forths, the uh, the off the cuff nature of the of it. And I was I was really good at it, man. Still am. 
But uh, yeah. it's time to come up with a different chapter in my life. So anyway, thanks to John and Emily, lest we get too distracted for your producing of this show. Everybody, uh, next week, Revelations Radio News 247 will come out. We'll need some help in producing that one. If you don't mind, send us a, a couple of bucks if you can, or even a jingle, or even some artwork. Because Lord knows, I am not good at graphic design and uh, could not create any artwork. They're like, this guy's a graphic designer. His entire website's text. It makes no sense. <laughs> How could he do this? What? <laughs> this guy's really given up. So don't forget well, to and donate. You're, you're adding skills, though, Tim. If someone needs their bathroom remodeled, you are <laughs> practicing that and will probably be available for some under-the-table under the handyman work pretty soon. I, you I, I sent you a picture of my bathroom all torn up and then told you what I've been up to and said, oh, you done this before? No, no idea. Just uh, <laughs> autodidactic. Just teach myself how to do everything. It's a uh, it's a gift and a curse, especially with the ADD, because you get busy on it and you go hard and then you fall off and you stop and then you go back and you go hard again. So anyway, that is uh, enough about me. Let's move back into uh, the news, shall we? Oh, I got a clip. You want to play a clip? Sure. All right. This is, uh, how long is this? This might be too long for the show. Okay. I have a s- almost seven-minute clip. Do we want to try it? Is it too late? Do we go for it? What do we do? Uh, it's a little long. You want to play part of it? Uh, or does it not make sense? I'm, it, I'm not no, familiar with this one. It'll make uh, it'll make sense. I think I think it's worth it. I think it might be worth it. Let's, let's okay. try it. Can you... Can you I need you to be honest. I'm going to ask for a moment of honesty. Stop it when you're done. You just yell, oh, we get the point, Tim, and then I'll stop it. No okay. no, no offense taken if that happens, okay? All right. Awfully long clip. Every right to breathe. I am here to ask this school board two questions. I respectfully reclaim my time for any and all of your responses. I'd first like to say I have done my research. I should set this up. This is a Illinois school board uh, meeting where someone has one of the uh, students, mothers or someone related to one of the students is uh, coming into asking some questions during the question and answer period of the uh, school board meeting. Have your documentation from Johns Hopkins and OSHA that prove that the mask and the PPM that's being caused through the mask, which is it's science, you know, stuff that people don't want to talk about right now prove that they're dangerous, not only to the adults who are sitting around wearing them, but most importantly to the children. I also have the letter here that was sent to the superintendent talking about the funds that the state of Illinois and the federal government were gonna give them. And then I kept on searching and I kept thinking, with all this information about how dangerous these masks are, and then not to mention this experimental gene therapy they're calling a vaccine, why would this school keep doing this? So I decided to follow the money. And I went through report after report after report. And then suddenly right there in the school letter itself, operational strategy for K through 12 schools, phase prevention, CDC, COVID-19 right here, completely against the Nuremberg Code of the United States of America. I wanna ask you this question to this board. Are you in possession of or slated to receive any state, federal, or private funding and or grants from any entity on the condition of universal masking, 
vaccine, which I guess, again, is experimental gene therapy, or any other COVID-related protocols for staff or students in the entire Vandalia, Illinois school system? Yes or no? It is a yes or no question. Are you receiving any funds under those conditions or aren't you? Or are you slated to receive them if you don't have them now? We will receive our general student aid as we comply with the Bill Which right here says universal masking, universal vac vaccine coming. Right here, this is the rules you're following and I have the letters to show it. I'd also like to inform you that I am aware that the state of Illinois received $5 billion $54,988,054 for their COVID related, right here. This, this, this here, this here, county, or this here school system, just the Vandalia school system for complete full compliance gets $5,750,614, I'm sorry, $750,000 $647. And they said it's $3,946.91 per student. That same CDC paperwork right here states all students have access to learning. All students, not just the disabled who say they can't wear a mask or not just the ones who are disenfranchised, but all students are entitled to it who have common sense and then the parents who have the common sense to do their own medical research and say, no, I'm not gonna do that to my kid. That's not healthy for them. We've got evidence right here. It's not, it's not healthy. We don't wanna do that. And they've learned that the masks are very dangerous to them, especially children. We're told to leave school or comply. This has happened to my family. So don't tell me that it doesn't. No middle ground, no distance learning with computers told to turn laptops back in. You can't have it. If you're not rolled, you can't have it. But you can't be rolled because you're not going to be at school. You miss another day, truancy's coming after you. You put us in a corner and you're getting paid to mask our children. So the question I have, the second question, which obviously I've just proved to you that number one is the answer is yes. Number two, who got the money and what'd you do with it? I just walked up a sidewalk out here that's not even swept. You got $5,750,000 and some odd more dollars. What did you do with it and which pocket is it in? Because right now, this isn't happening. So I got one last statement for you before I go. The Nuremberg Code of the United States of America says, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. Hiding $5,750,000 from us and then telling us that you're, you're masking our children for their health is unconscionable. Again, I have just one little final statement here. Just give me one second. You are violating the U.S. Constitution of the United States. I don't care what mandate the state of Illinois gives. You are violating the rights of these children, the rights of these parents, 
and All your right. own conscience. If you just pledge to that flag, you are standing against it when you do this. Man- you called it? Yeah. Okay. That was good, though. It's good. Uh, I think uh, follow the money is a good, good idea. You know, she goes on in the next. At- she goes on in the next minute to kind of. I think one of the things that people that that happens is people. Oh, you know, she asks her kid when they get home, "What's going on with the mask?" Oh, they let us wear it around our chin now. We just have to have it on our face. <laughs> uh, just. It's compliance, Token compliance, man. yeah. You know? Just just compliance, tacit compliance. We just well, need you, you, you might be able to get uh, some graphene oxide still into you, even if it's around your chin. So maybe that's why they're they're willing to compromise on that. They just, yeah, it it's all about the reminding you that there's a pandemic. That's what the masks, you know, that's the main reason I've always thought uh, the masks were there. Although there are some real health things but more so it's just like fear be afraid it's it's there's a pandemic don't you know there's a pandemic and yeah so um but there you know there have been some masks where they found graphene oxide in there for some reason too it's a little strange definitely definitely strange i just i think that this i think she stumbled onto in her specific school district exactly the amount of money that was given has to be mm-hmm. universal mass compliance so that explains mm-hmm. why you know some kids can't do distance learning others can't use a medical you know uh, opt out in order to not wear a mask so, and i think so this sort of thing is coming down from every single direction if you're keeping track at home so the cdc now has the power to decide uh if you own a property whether you can evict someone from it or not uh and and they've got the the power to determine whether a school district gets funding or not on whether they are in full compliance with the CDC mandates. It's it's kind of interesting, you know. I, I don't remember voting for anyone at the CDC, but yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't vote for Klaus Schwab either. No, I, I didn't either. But I think that this that it's as simple as that. That's what it's. It's all about federal funding. It's all about where the money comes from. They're gonna. And they're trying to get everybody compliant and and to and dependent on government. They did the mm-hmm. same thing with the vaccine mandate, or it's not the vaccine mandate, with the PPP money last year. All yeah. those companies that had to shut down. We talked about it, yeah. and all the 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 real big money. Okay, not the I'm not talking about the one percenters. Not talking about that big money. And I'm not talking about your average citizen who makes two three hundred thousand dollars a year, even you know as that is the kind of the upper middle class, obviously. I mean the real money. The people who are making a couple million bucks a year, up to ten million bucks. You know these, those people, that middle class, that upper middle class, that working class, that group of people who have made their own businesses and are successful and employ hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the American economy. Those are the ones who are silent right now. We need them to use that money, to use that power and influence to to get attorneys and to sue for all of the different things that are going on and the ways that that our rights and their rights have been infringed upon. But none of them are doing it. Why? Because they all get PPP money. Because last year they were told, hey, thanks for being a good little citizen and shutting down your business. Mm -hmm. Here's Here's a million bucks. 
One thing I learned when I when I was slinging Range Rovers for the last six years, as I talked to the upper middle class about what they're doing and how their businesses run and how many people they employ. I'm talking to people who make real American jobs, like who create them. And they all, you know, it's been hard, but the, you know, one of one of my clients talked about, yeah, the, there's a lot of government money floating around right now. We're having an amazing year right now. And he's just talking about he owns a body shop. He owns a restaurant. He owns a this. He owns it. He has all these businesses. He's doing well. He works his butt off. Right. But he had to shut a bunch of those down. And what happened was he got big paychecks to do so. And so guys like him aren't super motivated to sue and to take the government, you know, to, to try and take Inslee all the way to the Supreme Court on all this crap he's pulling because, hey, you know, he got a, you know, a couple million bucks. And as long as that stuff keeps happening. We we can't we can't depend on the upper middle class to try to to push our rights further. It leaves the little guy at home and unemployed. And the, yeah, they're creating the mechanism for control both at the the business level, you know. And I think there's a reason why they did the companies with over 100 employees first, right? It mm-hmm. it won't stay there, but but there's a, a reason for that, you know. Well, and, and that's looking more even and more if they like, don't even they don't even necessarily have to claw back the money they already dished out. They just they could just lock everything down again and offer new money, but with strings attached. Yeah, so and that, I, I think I think that's definitely on the table. And in this whole hundred employees thing, it's that's looking more and more like an empty threat. If I've ever seen one, have you seen or heard of anybody implementing this? That's not a government contractor or a healthcare worker. No, it was, ha- it was just, um, well, sort of. So Biden said he was going to have, was it the Department of Labor and Industries, look into how to mandate it for companies with over 100 employees. So that's that was the original announcement. And I, I don't think that's actually happened, but you have seen quite a few companies even before Biden got out there um, you know, at least do some sort of quote unquote you know, either fake or real mandate for their company. Every, you right, know, and Disney, you, you know, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of companies AT&T. that are doing it, but this this whole you're forced to do it through OSHA. I'm on the OSHA website. I see no implication. Like, where let's just say I own a company with that many employees. Where do I start? Where how do I report yeah. this? This this is. It, it's a, I feel like it's another giant bluff and they're just trying and they got and they got what they wanted because a bunch of people are like, well, I guess if I got to take it, that's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bluff, but also, you know, there was a time, Tim, I'm old enough to remember when they said vaccine mandates were a conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah me you too. know, it's, it just, to me, I, I see it both as a kind of near-term bluff to try to get more more people to do it near-term, but also this is where it's going. Um, and it's also there so that you won't be able to say, well, you never said we were going to have to get it, even though they did say, oh, we, we don't want to mandate it. It's just... Well, everyone didn't get it voluntarily, so now we do have to mandate it because clearly everyone, you know, it's for your safety. But on the um, 
before we leave the economic front as far as you know lockdown killed the economy and then dish out government money to to keep you going with with strings attached do you want to talk about uh the Evergrande or ever I don't know how it's pronounced uh the the China deal at all um yeah I mean I'm just keeping an eye on it but it looks like they're already defaulting on loan payments and whatnot but uh yeah a one of the largest land management companies in China last week uh, <clears throat> lost 87 percent of its value in, in a single day yeah so there um I can just let me I'll read the article and then you can okay. yep. comment on it so it's Evergrande isn't China's layman moment. It could be worse than that. This comes from the Mises Wire. The bankruptcy of the Chinese real estate company Evergrande is much more than a Chinese layman. Lehman Brothers was much more diversified than Evergrande and better capitalized. In fact, the total epi- assets of Evergrande that are on the brink of bankruptcy outnumber the entire subprime bubble of the United States. The problem with Evergrande is not an anecdote, but a symptom of a model based on leveraged growth and seeking to inflate GDP at any cost with ghost cities, unused infrastructure, and wild construction. The indebtedness chain model of Evergrande is not uncommon in China. Many Chinese companies follow the running to stand still strategy of piling on ever-increasing debt to compensate for poor cash flow generation and weak margins. Many promoters get into massive debt to build a promotion that either is not sold or is left with many unsold units, then um, e-finance that debt by adding more credit for new projects using unsaleable or already leveraged assets as collateral. The total liabilities of Evergrande account for more than double its official debt figure, more than 2 trillion won. Evergrande's financial hole is equivalent to almost a third of Russia's GDP. Its annual revenues do not reach $70 billion, and it is more than debatable whether those revenues are real, since the relevant part comes from payment commitments whose collection is doubtful. Even if they are real, these revenues are not enough to address the bond maturities, which exceed $250 billion in the short term. Evergrande is much more dangerous than it seems. All the Keynesian solutions that are hearing that you are hearing these days have already been implemented massive liquidity injections low interest rates full implicit and explicit support from the chinese government let's not forget that evergrande was the largest issuer of commercial paper in china 32 billion dollars worth issued in 2020 a 390 percent increase from 2015 evergrande represents less than four percent of the overall Chinese market, but its model has been used by many Chinese promoters. The 10 biggest real estate developers account for 34% of the market and aggressive leverage practices are widespread. All right, so there's this kind of real estate bubble and potentially bursting in China. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Um, any takes on that and other economic stuff we've talked about? Well, you and I have talked about it kind of offline, but it just, uh, it just, it's just a, uh, there's, I don't even know where to start, man. (laughs) It's the, what is going on in the world economy right now is just absolutely bonkers. And like we talked about, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, we said something to the effect of the music stops when they stop it, or if it gets out of control before they get there. 
Um, I right. think we're definitely experiencing some major inflation. I think that uh, the reverse repo market is out of control in the U.S. and it's just teetering on dev on just complete destruction. And I think something like this could really take it down. I also think it's worthy to note that China's not bailing out. So the socialist country not bailing out the failing company, meanwhile well, the cap- capitalist company being bailed out. Uh, well, I don't not bailing out or not bailing out yet or stopping the bailout that was going on to get it to this point. I Yeah, I don't know. No, it's it, it's it, interesting. It feels to me, if, and like we've talked about, it feels like they could pull the plug at any moment and it could also blow up without them intending to blow it up. Uh, one possibility we talked about yesterday was Janet Yellen coming out and and saying, you know, if Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling, we're looking at default by October 18th for the first time in the U.S. U.S.'s history of default on loans. And like clearly, they, they always raise the debt ceiling. They could raise the debt ceiling again. Uh, but if they wanted to blow it up, they could use that as an excuse and then blame, you know, try to blame the Republican congressman for holding up the the legislation or, you know, blame Joe Manchin or whoever. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's uh, that's definitely in play. There's a lot of options of who to blame, but I just want the music to keep going around, to keep going until everybody gets to a safe exit point, whether that's Bitcoin, <laughs> real estate, whatever you can get to. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to be... Uh, you always think you have more time than you do. It feels like <laughs> it's like, yep. I don't know. You know, it's, I, I feel in some ways we knew all this was coming. Um, but when, you know, Alex Jones or Chris White or whoever would talk about it, I always felt like it was, you know, like 20, 30 <laughs> years away, not like two or three years away, you know, happening now. If you're not already following him, I, I, I encourage you to to follow Michael Burry on uh, Twitter. Uh, it is not always a uh, cheerful outlook or sunny take on what's currently happening. Uh, also, he is very eccentric in that he deletes his tweets frequently. Like he deletes all his tweets before the last week. He just doesn't. I don't know. I, I look at it and I see a guy who sees other people's get tweets get dug up from 2010 when they said something mildly racist and then they're you know canceled. Mm-hmm. Not that he would say that, but just that he may be off on some stuff. Not a not a, not an unwise idea. As a matter of fact, uh, our official Twitter purged all of its tweets from previous couple of years. So um, anyway, <clears throat> well, he's the- been definitely talking about uh, what's going on with the. Uh, with Evergrande and then the inflation and just 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 this crazy bubble that we're continuing to blow uh, into, blow up, make it larger. Um, and, the and everything how, bubble. That's yeah, it's basically an everything bubble. And it's to the point we actually heard Horowitz on DH Unplugged pretty <laughs> – talking about black holes instead of bubbles. Yeah. yeah and, that, uh, which he's normally a pretty – I don't know, kind of mainstream economic advisor guy. Yeah. Very positive, right? He's yeah. he's starting to see there's some some cracks here. I think you got uh, the GameStop people 
the whole GameStop movement is actually still afoot, still moving forward, and uh, they're all predicting Black Swan events, some some sort of uh, crazy Black Swan. Like, how long can this thing be pumped up? You know, so yeah, <clears throat> some of the biggest crashes in history were actually in- <coughs> that was a. Uh, Miss cough button. <clears throat> you off. muted yourself before you coughed and then coughed. And then coughed, yeah. Let's go write that down. <coughs> 126, we'll call it 15. Now people love that. People love like the loud cough right into the right into their ears when they're listening to a podcast. It's awesome. It's authentic. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, anything else that we should get to before we wrap this thing up, or what? Uh, I, well, yeah, I wanted. I haven't even got to scare everyone about the vaccine yet. Oh, looks like we're out of time. So I hope everybody <laughs> understands that uh, next week Andrew has twice the amount of time to scare us all. <laughs> so I, you know, it, I just had some. And some stuff on, uh, you know, we've we've talked about the eugenics agenda, which is they want to kill people off, but also keep people from having kids. And uh, there is a thread uh, by Parsifaller that we've I've read his tweet threads before that goes into the possible specific mechanism of sterilization basically it's sustained long-term exposure to the spike protein so if you um, have been exposed to spike protein which i guess at some point all of us will be one way or the other um, there is there's people starting to come up with ways of of treating that so again in the show notes um Oh, let's see. This comes from MMS Healthy Malaysia. Okay. And it's got a graphene oxide detox protocol. So I can't say, yes, this is all accurate and works, but at least they're they're trying. And uh, a lot of the stuff, the pine needle tea, um, some of the other high sulfur content, uh, chlor chlorine dioxide solution i've seen that elsewhere and nac good old nac in there again um so if people are concerned about graphene oxide and the spike protein and what have you uh they can check that out that's good and you've had some some niacin experiences tim what's your what's your take Oh, I've been taking the niacin and uh, like your uh, niacin kills COVID website. It's like a flush experience, very interesting experience, but uh, I've mixed it with melatonin to kind of lessen the effects. Today, I just went all in, all 1,500 milligrams, and uh, yeah, it's something. I don't know what it does, but I've had a bit of a cold here lately, and uh, it's uh, helped me come around. You, your cells have never felt so alive. It, it is a strange experience. It's like uh, internal sunburn is one way they've describe it. I don't know. 
But it, these people never did not, any real drugs. It's a tingling feeling. <laughs> I, I'm fine. It's, just, <laughs> it's tingling, tingling. So, yeah, in, no, I, internal sunburn. I'm a redhead. It's way less than internal sunburn. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's. I've 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 got to talk to people that have um, taken this with COVID and see. You know, I've I've heard some positive reports, seen some positive reports online. Uh, the the tricky part is, it's like if you take a whole bunch of stuff, you don't, you know, the Joe Rogan approach, you don't really know what worked and what didn't. But who knows? Well, I think it's time for the. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I got to wrap it up, so I think it's time for the Andrew Hoffman words of wisdom. Uh, if you're if you are against vaccine mandates, you're my friend, Tim. <laughs> well, that's good. I always thought we were friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anybody who's, I, you know, I'll, I'll do you one better, Andrew. If you're against uh, encroaching tyrannical, encroaching power of government, you're my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, there is this idea of, Freedom, individual liberty, you know, actually working out well for everyone. It's a novel idea that you're responsible for you. Help each other, help your neighbor, help your friends, but through, through, you know, mutually agreed upon means rather than force. Just some, some ideas that have been thrown around here in this place called the US of A that might be might be good to go back to those. Absolutely. Cannot agree more, my friend. So uh yeah, everybody out there, take uh take some take some niacin, get the tinglies. <laughs> yeah. Do do make sure you're staying healthy, staying in shape, and uh, continue to pray for our families as we kind of experience many different uh changes up here in the pacific northwest and just you know yeah. contemplating other changes i've noticed a few people got back to us on praying about stuff and i do appreciate all of those messages it did feel like people were praying for us please continue to do so oh i forgot to mention our friend abby from chile sent me something he said he was listening to a show from a few weeks ago and he remembered the uh uh um Come out of her is the mm. reference that they were looking for. Come out of her. Very apropos about plagues and the whore of Babylon committing fornication with the kings and merchants of the earth with her vials of uncleanness. Mm. Yes. So <laughs> there are definitely some unclean vials. So this is definitely some unclean vials. But it, it I thought that was uh, definitely something to, to point out <clears throat> to talk about. Yeah. Get out of Babylon. Get out of if Babylon. You can. Or, yeah. uh, you know, or go to the better neighborhoods in Babylon, at least. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is. What do we what do we got? What do we got? I didn't uh, even get to talk about the mosquito spraying scam. Oh, there's a I, you got a ton of depressing stories in here. Uh, yeah, this is just I'll, I'll just say this. When they want to spray for mosquitoes in September, when the mosquitoes will all be dead in two weeks anyway, you just 
might want to ask what what exactly are they spraying? <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, I got to go. There's too much stuff going on in my house. My house is complete chaos. Uh, there was a baby that has uh, that needed to be woken up. There's children running around, and a friend has come over. So, I got to get going. There's a uh, and there's there's things to do, many chores to do. So, I hope that things are well in the in the Hoffman household. Let's uh, pray. Oh, I'll be praying for you and what's going on down there. You guys, everybody out there, if you give mind, pray for us, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Tim. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say This is their plan, people. These are demons. Just like the Bible says, it's basically an intergalactic invasion into this space through people. I'm telling you, it's what all the ancients said. It's what they warned of. It's what we're dealing with. They're demons. They're freaking interdimensional invaders, okay? I'll just say it. Make fun of me all you want on CNN or wherever, but everyone already innately knows this. These people are not freaking humans, okay? Hillary Clinton is a demon.